Well, you couldn't accuse our next guest on the country of not earning his keep at the moment. He is the PR man for the New Zealand Forest Owners Association. His name is Don Carson. And Don, are they paying you danger money to do this job at the moment? Because you're kind of stuck between a rock and a bit of slash. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, asking Prince Harry for a phone number for some bodyguard protection because, yeah, we're we're a bit beleaguered at the moment. Uh, and I don't think it, however, it's lashing out. The, the press statement uh, comes at the end of a lot of frustration. Fair enough, 50 shades of green, that's their job. That's what they were set up to do to oppose forestry, even if it meant fibbing in the process. But uh, beef and lamb New Zealand, I mean, it, it, it gets frustrating that it comes out as a zero-sum game. When you mix up uh, carbon-only forestry with production forestry and you oppose the expansion of both, and at the same time you're producing record volumes of both beef and lamb. It just doesn't all add up. I think uh, the effort that we've put into working with them to find common ground on regulatory things, yes, I know that everybody is under the pump. The forest industry is just as much as the pastoral sector, and we have a lot in common uh, in Tairawhiti with that investigation that the Commission uh, uh, ministerial uh, inquiry and, into land use and that. All right, Don, but we, like, to, we, to be fair, to, fifth, limit, to be fair yeah, to Fifty limits. Shades of Green, and I was told off for calling them a ginger group. They're a rural advocacy yep. group, um, but they're not against production forestry per se. They're like me. They're, they're, they're against the proliferation of carbon farming. Because yeah, at, the, at the moment, it's all very well for you to um, be uh, sweetness and light there in your fancy office in Wellington, Don. But how do we know which is production forestry and which is carbon farming spray and walk away? Yeah, look, let's make it clear that majority of the New Zealand forest estate was planted out pre-1990 and therefore doesn't earn carbon credits. And the guys harvest their trees and they put new ones in and the carbon credits have nothing to do with that. The expansion of forests and the planting on farmland, yes, they are eligible for carbon credits and uh, that is some um, service or product to the government as part of the emissions trading scheme. So farmers are perfectly entitled to uh, earn carbon credits. There's a little bit of an issue, and the technology is around to measure smaller areas, and we support that. But on the one hand, you can't, as a lobby group, say, we should be earning carbon credits for small parts of our farm that have trees on them. But on the other hand, say that a forest estate should not be eligible for those same carbon credits. Yeah, it's, it's just a double standard going on there. Yeah, but you can't blame Beef and Lamb New Zealand for joining up with Fifty Shades of Green to protect pastoral farming. I say good on yeah. them. Yeah, I say good on the farmers who also plant out some of their farms. Uh, we all know, Jamie, the price, and yeah, uh, I more than most, the price of wool has fallen over the past few years. Previously, sheep and beef farmers could rely on a diversification of income, meat on one side and wool prices on the other side, and they'd each go up and down at different times. But at the moment, wool prices are not there. The diversification option for farmers on the hill country surely is that they continue their sheep and beef farming and they put in some trees to diversify that income stream on the poorer land. It just makes so much logical sense that it becomes really confusing and difficult to understand why they have a problem with that. Don, are foresters getting paid well for their logs at the moment? My understanding is they're not. Uh, yeah, prices go up and down just like any primary uh, commodity, and that's where it comes back really casting on the on the guys in Kaivapati. 
because it's much more difficult to extract the logs out of that region at a profit. And if the log prices go down in China, as we all know, that's the primary market, then harvesting reduces in that region. So there it's not as profitable as it would be elsewhere, just like hill country farming in that region. I've just come back to that uh, ministerial inquiry, Jamie. Nobody's making much money out of that region. It's it is hard country and the climate is getting more difficult. So that's the, that's the purpose of the inquiry, to find out land use options that make some money. But those guys in there forcing uh, all sorts of reforms and uh, regulatory burdens on them, some will be well justified, not necessarily all. We don't know what the inquiry is going to come up with. But bear in mind, unless there are good economic uh, uses of land in that region, the risk is that it is... Don, Don, let's just finish on the fact that two or three weeks ago, it must have been three weeks ago, just on the eve of Cyclone Gabrielle, it may have been four weeks ago, I don't know, um, you and I had a chat about forestry slash and your worst nightmares have come through and the forestry industry, rightly or wrongly, has a huge PR problem on its hands and I know that they pay you a princely sum to do the PR, Don, but I think you might need a PR team of dozens. Uh, yeah, well, uh, everybody comes up with their own solutions of how to talk about this one. Yes, it is not a good look when we have forestry slash parked up against bridges and the television cameras aimed at them. But it is an overall land use problem because every day I get pictures sent to me of the devastation that Cyclone Gabriel has caused to the inland hill country in both Kaidafiti and in Hawke's Bay. There are huge hillsides that look as devastated as they did in Cyclone Bowler in 1988. But in the meantime, yes, we have a PR struggle to understand, uh, make people understand that it is inescapable that wood comes down rivers. We've got to fix it. We've got to reduce that flow. And our companies are well aware of that, believe me. Don Carson, thanks for your time. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, will do, Jamie.